Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise him, praise him, praise him. He's so good. He's so amazing. And we're here to worship the king. I'm excited to be here today. How many are glad to be in church today? Had to get through a little bit of snow, but it wasn't so bad. I know some folks are watching online, but we're excited to be in the presence of God. I just want to highlight our dream team. That's everybody who serves here at church. Specifically, I want to highlight our sound team today. Brother David. Amen. And uh, all the other folks who who support him and Chelsea. And I don't want to go all the names, Eddie and Anthony, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to do that. It's too many people. But listen, I am excited about today, uh, about a word that's just been burning inside of me. And so I want to share it with you. And I, how many are going to leave here blessed today? How many have already received something here today? Yes, and there's more. There's more. And last week we talked a little bit about how we got to raise our kids, right? Pastor talked about how it's okay to smack them once in a while. It's biblical. But I also spoke about how we do that not well, right? Many times we don't do it well. Because we do it according to what the world says, right? And, and the culture around us and perhaps what we've seen. And so many times we're not raising our kids according to what the Bible says. And then things don't necessarily work out. Because the Bible says if you would train up a child, right, in the ways of the Lord, they're not going to depart from them. But many times we baby our kids or we spoil our kids. And I'm guilty of it. You know, I've done it. Uh, and, and, and so sometimes we don't do things according to the word of God. And, um, and the same thing goes in our spiritual lives. So what I was sharing last week was really what the Holy Spirit was putting on me is many times we do things incorrectly, not biblically, because that's the way everybody does it or that's the way we learned. And so we just follow suit. We do the same things many times that we saw or we, even though we said we weren't going to do them, we end up doing many of that, those things. In our biblical or our, our journey with the Lord, we do that many times the same way. We don't do it according to the Bible. We do it according to what the church says or, and I'm not bashing any churches. There's no perfect church. Can we agree on that? There's no perfect church. But many times we're not living our Christian lives according to what the word of God says. And in this church, we've been teaching some principles for the last eight years. And it feels like every few years or every few months, the Lord will just place another principle. But these are the principles that we've taught here. Humility. I think we've, we preached that for five years here. Honor, excellence, obedience, generosity. I'll read them again. Honor, humility, excellence, obedience, generosity. They are principles that are in the Bible. They're from the Bible. They're from the heart of God. And many times we, in, the, the, in this world that we live in, we don't see a lot of that. We don't see a lot of generosity. We don't see a lot of excellence, a lot of humility, right, or um, honor. We don't experience these things. And many times we don't even experience them in the church, So I, I've taught these many times, and every time I teach them, I learn more. And we'll continue to teach these principles because they set an amazing foundation for you. How many know that we need a good foundation? That foundation has to be based on the Word of God. And so that's why we teach these foundations. And when we start to live these foundations out, we start to see some, some things happen. Just like Brother Ivan, when he did the, the offering, what he, he was living, he's living biblical principles. He mentioned some of those. It takes some humility, right, 
to, to be walk in obedience. Those are two principles. And then you got to be generous. With, if if you got a lot, be generous with it. If you have a little bit, be generous with it. God's not looking for the amount. That doesn't impress him. He's just looking for your obedience and your hearts, right? So these are great principles and found of the foundation. But God is also wants to expand those principles. He wants us to build on those principles. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And last week we talked about the, the kingdom of darkness. That's the one we're very familiar with. That's the one we walk in every day. That's the one that surrounds us. It's the one that tries to strangle us sometimes. It's this, the kingdom of darkness. So today we're going to talk about the kingdom of darkness. And we're going to talk about the kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of darkness always... What it's trying to do is trying to remove God from your world. That's what the kingdom of darkness does. It wants to limit God. So even in the church, many times we live limited Christian lives because we lean more on the principles of the kingdom of darkness. That kingdom of darkness, and there might be a slide that says it. They might be out of order, so forgive me back there. But we depend more on the kingdom of darkness than we do on the kingdom of heaven. Can anybody agree with me on that? I'm not judging you. I'm not bashing you. I'm saying that's the way I've lived most of my life. In the church, saved, redeemed, I'm going to heaven. But while I'm here on earth, the kingdom of darkness is very familiar with me. I'm familiar with it. And we got to get out of that familiarity with the kingdom of darkness if we're going to be effective here on earth. And I'm telling you here right now that if you're here breathing, God created you to be effective in his kingdom. And many times we limit ourselves to that kingdom of darkness because it's what we're used to. And we're going to talk more about that. But I want to tell you, uh, uh, we're starting a, a sermon series here today and they call, it's called this. The kingdom, it's the kingdom of heaven, it lies within. It lies within you. It lies within me. We just got to wake it up. How many want to wake up the kingdom of God inside of them? How many know that, that our city needs the kingdom of God? How many know that our police department needs the kingdom of God? Our politician city hall needs the kingdom of God. And I believe that God is going to start raising up some people in this place and perhaps some other places, but right now I'm talking about this place. He's going to raise up some people in this place to start bringing the kingdom to darkness. And one of my mentors a few years ago, I didn't really know him well. I knew he was pretty well known. And I'm in Puerto Rico, and I've shared the story many times. And, and he's an amazing man of God, and I was just honored to be and humbled to be at the table. He's at the table, and he's, he's um, talking. There was probably five or six pastors there, and... He spoke and he was motivating. We were in Puerto Rico trying to help with the hurricane. After he spoke, he said, you come outside. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He calls me outside. He said, what's your name? I said, my name is Mark. He says, where, where are you at? I said, I, I pastor a church in Philadelphia. I'm like, wow, this is a man of God. And he says, when's the last time the mayor called you? I said, the mayor? mayor never called me. I said, what do you mean? He said, the mayor should be calling you, Mark. The mayor needs you, Mark. He says, you know that when I go, I'm in Chicago. He says, every time I walk into City Hall, do you understand that authority just walked in the room? 
He said, Jesus didn't die on a cross. So we will be comfortable and do church. That's part of what we do, but it's not who we are. We're about authority. We're about influence. And he said, Mark, when I walk in there, the mayor says, I'm so glad you made it, pastor, because I have a dilemma. And so that's what this city needs. It needs some men, some women to rise up, right, against that kingdom of darkness, start living in the kingdom of heaven so that we can truly influence, bring light into darkness, bring salt where there's bitterness. We can bring life and life abundance. And I could go on on the conversation that I had with him. And I've shared it here before. But I, I want to take us to the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. It says this, and now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see, here, see, therefore, indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. It's in you. Once we come to Jesus, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit makes you his temple. That means that the, what I'm saying is that the kingdom of God is brewing and stirring inside of you, desperately waiting to come out. But if we keep leaning on the kingdom of darkness, it's never going to come out. And so we got to change. We need a change of our minds. We need a, a mindset change. I say this every week. We got to get away from this kingdom of darkness. We're going to touch on this today. We need kingdom of heaven and that's why Jesus in the Our Father, so I don't care if you're Methodist, Catholic, I don't care, but we learned it. Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, on earth, on earth, in Philadelphia, on my block and on your block. His kingdom would come to your block. And then his will will be done. But in order for that to happen, we got to get away from this kingdom of darkness. I, I, I feel that there's a, about to be some changes around here. I believe this church is going to begin to operate more and more under kingdom of heaven principles because we're ready for a mindset change. We must operate less and less on darkness. Can we pause just for a moment? I'm going to count to three, and when I say three, you're going to take a deep breath, and you're going to say mindset change. All right? One, two, three. Mindset change. Let's do that again. I, I think the devil just got nervous. One, two, three. Mindset change. And if you can't change your own mind, say, God, would you change my mind? Holy Spirit, I'm tired. I'm tired of living in this. Ooh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. See, because the church is really good about teaching that Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived on earth. He, did a, he was an amazing teacher. He healed the sick. He delivered the demonized. He was murdered on the cross. And on the third day, he resurrected to save you from hell. We're good at that. We can, we can preach that. But we're not good at teaching the other reasons Jesus came. And Jesus proclaimed it himself. In Luke chapter 4, verse 43, Jesus says this, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities because for this purpose 
I have been sent. Jesus preaches and teaches more about the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, more than anything else. So his message to you, to me, was more than just getting you saved and getting you to heaven. But it was that you would, while you're here on earth, you would be a man, a woman full of hope. And that you will be part of bringing heaven to Philadelphia. You will be part of bringing freedom to Philadelphia. You will be part of bringing life and abundant life to Philadelphia. Jesus was all about the kingdom. Matthew 4.23, he says, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sickness, all kinds of diseases. Matthew 9.35, it says, he went about to the cities, the villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Mark verse 114, talking uh, about his, his cousin. It says, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God. And it goes on. I got so many verses where he was bringing the kingdom of God. And the beautiful thing about it, he wasn't just talking to the disciples. He was talking to you. He's talking to me. And, he, and, and in this verse where he talks about, if we could just put the verse back up there in Luke. It says he was talking to the, no, the other one, I'm sorry, the first one. He says, Luke 17 says, he was asked by the Pharisees. The Pharisees, who were these Pharisees? They were experts at the law. They taught the law. They promoted the tradition. They were constantly putting pressure on people to be more Committed to the law. They felt they were better than other people. They promoted shame and guilt over the people so they can control them. In other words, they were living in the kingdom of darkness. They were religious. They were religious. And as Jesus was teaching them, because he taught them too, they needed to learn. He's teaching us. He's saying, city reach church See here, oh, he said, nor will they say, see here or there. Indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. In other words, when we start walking in the kingdom, it's not just so we can be blessed. That's amazing. It's not just to be blessed, but that we would overflow in blessing so that others would taste and see that he is good. So I'm blessed not just to be blessed. I'm blessed so people can say, man, I can see something different in that man. I can see something different in his marriage. And the beautiful thing about it, I was telling some men this morning, he's not looking for no perfect people because there are no perfect people. He's looking for unqualified people. He's looking for people who would say, I ain't got much, but here it is, God. I may not know much, but I'll lay it at your feet. I might get ostracized by the world, but you have received me. Maybe nobody else loves me, but I believe you love me. That's kingdom. That's kingdom. Deuteronomy 28.12 says this, the Lord will send rain at the proper time. I believe there's some rain coming. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury. He's so rich. He's so good. But if we're not going to walk in kingdom, we're not going to experience it. I don't know about you, but I want to experience the rich treasury in heaven here on earth. And so he's saying, at the proper time, I'll send the rain. I'll bless all the work that you do. 
He don't care if you work at Lowe's. He don't care if you work for the city. And he'll work the kingdom through you if you let him. It says this. This is powerful. And we need to hear this because most of the people in this house, we didn't see this. We were borrowers and we were beggars. And mom and pop were always just trying to get by. I don't know if you experienced, I experienced some of that, right? And, but it says this, you will lend, you will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow them. Because the debtors are over here living in the kingdom of darkness and despair. But he's looking for some people to say, oh, I'm ready to step up out of darkness. I'm ready to walk in the kingdom. I'm ready to get what's truly mine. And what's yours is really his, but he wants to flow his through you so you're a blessing to some other folks. Can I preach? Can I preach today? Can I preach today? Can I preach today? Woo! At the proper time, church, it's time. I don't care if you all get this or not. I just need two or three or four to say, Pastor, he's doing something on my inside. Something in my spirit is receiving this word. says whatever and there's a slide for this if you find it whatever whenever however wherever you are supposed to be blessed church stop crying about where you are and start rejoicing for about that place he's about to take you He's not looking for whiners. He's not looking for beggars. He's looking for someone to say, oh, I might be right here today, devil, but not for long. Whatever, whenever, however, wherever, I will be blessed. Milton, come up here. Son, come up here. Your son. The younger version. Kingdom of darkness, right here. Sorry. <laughs> it whispers in your ear and it tells you lies. It says you have to sweat in order to move forward. It says you don't deserve to move forward. You can never own a house. You can never start a business. You are cursed because your family was cursed. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. In fact, you're not even going to live very long. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like our city? It sounds like our brown and black people, right? It sounds a lot like us, right? See, because this is about scarcity. You're scarce. You're insufficient. There's spiritual chains on you. You're bond. You're full of bondage. You're suicidal. In fact, you should just be a hoarder and be greedy. Don't be generous. 
I fill you with homicide, insecurity, envy, deficit. Do I need to say some more or you got it? That's darkness and that's where most of us live. And that's where our parents lived. And unfortunately, many of our churches lived. But thank God that there's a kingdom of heaven over here. And the kingdom of heaven says, you're amazing. I have abundant life for you. There's hope for you. There's healing for you. I have a plan and a future for you. There's power for you. I made you to be generous. I gave you authority. I sent Jesus to die so you would have dominion. I've called you to grow. I've called you to grow. I've come put purpose inside of you. I put destiny inside of you. You will not just be blessed, but you will multiply. You will overflow. You will not just be satisfied. You will be overflow. kingdom of heaven is different. As I was driving to church yesterday to prayer, you guys can stay up here just for a moment. I was driving here to prayer and I was a little late, like 10 minutes late. I'll tell you a few things happened. The Holy Spirit started to speak to me. He said, this is soil over here and this is soil over here. He said, this soil, it requires sweat for fruit to bear, for you, for you to bear fruit. You got to sweat, you got to do it. It's about that hustle, that grit that we see all the time. And the thing about this, kingdom of darkness, you're working for things. You're working to pay your bills. You're working to pay your mortgage. Anybody can relate to that? I could. It's about your sweat. It's about what you can do. Get yours, get yours, get yours. But then the Holy Spirit said, there's this other soil over here. It doesn't need any sweat because it's saturated with the blood of Jesus. Jesus already paid the price, church. We just got to walk in it. And you know what the currency over here, the currency is the mighty dollar or Bitcoin or whatever you want to call it. The currency over here is faith. It's faith. It's faith. It's what causes him to bear fruit because he's already based in the right soil. Now he's got to move in faith. It's not about, I don't care, about, I'm, not, I'm not, oh God, oh God, I, my, I'm not working for my house. My house is working for me. I'm not trying to pay my car. My car is functioning for the kingdom because I got the right car at the right time because it's a kingdom car. I didn't go pick it on my own. The Holy Spirit led me to that car. So it's not a burden, it's a blessing. If your car or your car note is a burden or a blessing, it could be it's because you chose it and he didn't choose it. If you're in the wrong place working, it could be because you chose it or you're not asking him to lead you while you're there to be kingdom. So it doesn't matter where you're working. It doesn't matter. You got to say, here I am, God. I'm at Lowe's. I don't know. I'm working at the bank right now. And I may not like it, but teach me how to be kingdom in this place teach me to be the light teach me to walk in faith so you would be glorified so i would not just be satisfied but i would walk in overflow 
kingdom of heaven is different. You say, how does it work, pastor? I'm going to give you a little glimpse. And I could teach it all day, but at some point you got to let the Holy Spirit teach you what it really is. He'll go a little deeper than I can because he'll touch your heart and he'll change your mind. I can't do that. He can. But this is the difference. An example, 20 tons of metal, you got to make it fly. 30,000 feet at 600 miles an hour. You say it's impossible. It happens all the time. Aircraft, planes, they fly over 600 miles an hour, 30,000 feet in the, in the air, 20 tons of metal. And you would say that's impossible because of lo- the law of gravity. See, because gravity says this, 20 tons of metal's too heavy. It can't fly because the air is too thin. And that's a law, law of gravity. And that's what the kingdom of darkness tells you. You can't fly because you're too heavy. You're too sinful. You're too burdened. You're too dirty. You have a bad history. You have bad credit. In fact, you're sick, you're diseased, and you're demonized. You can never fly. You'll never fly. But God says this, and he sends a memo. He sends a memo to the law of gravity. He says, yeah, I created you, gravity. And according to you, that plane will never get off the ground. But I have another law. And it, cance- it doesn't cancel the law of gravity. The, the kingdom of heaven doesn't cancel the kingdom of darkness. Not yet. It will. It doesn't cancel it. And so gravity isn't canceled. It, it continues to function because we're here. Gravity's holding me down. But there's another law that will supersede that law. And it's Newton's third law of motion. It says that when force of lift is greater than the force of gravity, then a plane can fly. And so the kingdom of heaven doesn't cancel the kingdom of darkness. It just supersedes it. In other words, you could continue to rely on just the law of gravity and deny that Newton's third law of motion doesn't exist. And you can stay stuck with gravity and you can walk to California in 110 days. Or you can say, hold up, there's a new law. There's another law that supersedes gravity and I can get there in six hours. But many of us prefer to 110 days. We, we, we're so used to darkness like... Terrell, maybe, maybe he could fly. Maybe even Milton could fly, but, but I could never fly. I just stick over here with the 110 days. I just stay over here. And we prefer this kingdom of darkness because we're familiar with it, because it's all we know, and because that one looks so hard. It's not so hard. Just say, I'm ready. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just going to believe. That's all he wants. I'm just going to believe. This rat race over here is that hamster race that you keep going, going, going. When you came off, you're like, oh, I'm in the same place. I better get back on. This one creates. It opens doors. Don't put your faith in no 401K. No, that's darkness. I'm not against a 401k, but that's no. If you're putting your, if you're checking your 401k every day, woo, you missed it. Cause even when you get it, you'll miss it. There's another kingdom. Church, stand to your feet.
It's like we're all at the, 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 the airport terminal right now waiting. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I got a ticket to California. I'll take you there in six days. And it's free. You just got to believe it. You just got to believe that the ticket's for you. Or we say, no, no, I reject that ticket. I'm too scared of flying. I'd rather just walk. I'd rather just walk. And in the journey that you're walking, you get to choose. You choose, I choose. You could either walk the 110 days, eventually you'll get there. Or you can say, I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly because I believe Jesus died on a cross, not so I would crawl, not so I would walk, not so I would barely make it. But he says, I'm going to take you there first class, son. There's a meal for you on that plane. There's even a bathroom there. You ain't got to stop at a rest area. You just go and you ain't got to carry a lot of luggage. Because I got you. Because I got you. Because I got you. And that's what he's saying to us today. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Trust me, trust me, just believe, he says. Just believe. Don't complicate this. Can we close our eyes right now? Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, because you supersede everything. Holy Spirit, you trump everything man has ever designed. God, we're ready to start walking in faith, God. We're, walk, we're ready to move out of this kingdom of darkness and start flying in your kingdom. So that it would not be about how much I sweat, but it would be about how much I believe in the blood, the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's transformation in the blood of Jesus. There's change in the blood of Jesus. There's hope in the blood of Jesus. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. If you need prayer today, you, you, just, you may have to run up here. I don't know. You just come up here. We want to pray with you. And if someone can't lay hands on you, just come and talk to them. Say, I believe. That's simple. God, I believe. Help me to believe. Even if you don't believe, start saying, help me in my unbelief to believe. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.